can't get enough of the podcast? Lucky for you, our video IQ platform on adorebeauty.com.au houses thousands of articles on skincare, makeup, hair care, and more. Plus, you can find a heap of video tutorials, ingredient spotlights, and brand breakdowns on our YouTube channel. Just click on Beauty IQ in the menu bar of the website or app or search Adore Beauty on YouTube for more beauty content. Welcome everybody to Beauty IQ, the podcast. I'm your host, Joanna Fleming. And I am your co-host, Hannah First. I feel like every day me and the Canadian come across another ick that we are lock in each other. I think when you spend a lot of close time (laughs) together, you do discover a lot, don't you? (laughs) So firstly, I did talk on here how he's like ick was morning breath and then it was garlic breath and then it was raw onion breath. (laughs) And I don't know how we got here, but it's now lasagna breath. (laughs) I think this man has an issue with breath. I think you just need to up it on the mince. He said he eeks himself out when he eats. So I made lasagna the other night. I didn't make it from scratch. I bought it from the supermarket. I was going to say that's off brand for you. And I put it in the (laughs) oven. Vegetarian lasagna, absolutely nothing in there that could offend anyone. Yeah. So we eat the lasagna and then I go in for like a little post-dinner kiss and he's like, and he's like, oh, no. I can't deal with that. I've got to go brush my teeth. It's like just saucy. He's like, I'm icking myself out with his lasagna breath. To be fair on this one, I think it's that cream sauce mixed with the tomato and like all the vegetables. There is a distinct taste and smell. Very distinct taste to lasagna. Mm. And I think I could actually, this is one ick that I'll agree with, Mm. lasagna breath is icky. But then he said, which I don't know how you feel about this because I think you go to bed early or you used to go to bed early. I do go to bed early. Okay. So it was like 9.40 and he was like, okay, bedtime. And I was like, ick. Yeah. That's me. And my boyfriend's the same. He's like, oh, no, I'll come to bed in like an hour and a half. I'm like, So he's like me. No. Yeah. Yeah. So total ick for me is like adults saying they need to go to bed at 9.30. <laughs> I have a bedtime alarm, Hannah. Because let me tell you, my bedtime was 8.30 as a child. And so you're going to bed one hour after a child. Yeah, but I just feel like you reach a new level of like independence when you can go, yeah, it's time for bed. I can offer no one any more value. I need to put myself to bed now. So are you a 9.30? I'm more of like a 10 o'clock. 10 is fine. I feel like 10 o'clock is adult time. Okay, but 20 minutes earlier, not okay. So anything in the 8 p.m., 9 p.m. to me is just like too early. 10 p.m., okay. Have you guys unlocked any new icks in the relationship? Um, You must have something that he's done that's icked you out recently. uh, Not really, just things that he does that annoy me. Like he always leaves cupboards open and I'm like, I walk upstairs (laughs) and the cupboard doors just open and I'm like, just close it. Like, what? Why do you do that? And leaving clothes on the floor okay. all the time. Always leaves a pile of his clothes on the bathroom floor. More, I think, because the bathroom floor is often wet from him getting out of the shower and then he leaves his clothes on the floor. And I'm uh, like, that's just, I don't know. Sounds like him and I are quite similar. Because then he wants to rewear those clothes. Oh, no, 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 no. Life rule, once the clothes are on the floor. Yes, they're dirty. Yeah, they're yes, dirty. That's agree. Yeah, I don't okay. think he's living by that no, rule, no, so no, we might have to have not. a chat about that. I was very surprised, by the way, on the topic of boyfriends, that we saw Pete Davidson in yes. the most recent episode of The Kardashians. By the way, when we say most recent, we're kind of like a few days behind because we record this the week before this episode goes live. But 
oh, I, when I saw him in that episode, I was like, oh, about time. I don't think they could cut him out of that episode because he was in too many scenes. Like, I was so happy that he was back. I wish he had made more appearances. Yeah. I honestly just wish they were still together because I really liked them as a couple. Do you think, so after that M. Ryder and Pete Davidson discussion, yes, that there's that talk of it being a PR stunt and that it's not real? Yeah, so there's a video circling around TikTok. Yeah, where she waits for the paparazzi. Where she kind of waits. It does seem like they were trying to get photographed. Mm. Like, okay, if it was me and I didn't want to get photographed, he might go through the back way of a hotel. Mm. Then you would go through the back way of the hotel an hour later. Mm. Like, isn't that what you would do? You wouldn't actually stand out the front together waiting for separate cars. That just doesn't seem believable. Yeah, you wouldn't be doing that. It was like when J-Lo and Ben Affleck went to Paris for their honeymoon. Like, that was, to me, a little bit of a PR stunt. Okay. Yeah, because why wouldn't you go to a deserted island when no one can see you? Yeah, true. When you've got all the money in the world, just go somewhere where no one can access you. And I feel like Pete and M could put their resources together and find a way not to be photographed. Yeah. Well, let's just watch this space. I know. I love it. Thank you, Same. Pete and M Rada. Oh. We... It still astounds me. Every time he gets a new girlfriend, I'm like, how? How does this man do it? Nah, I can see it now. He should be doing a masterclass. You know that website masterclass he should do? He should be doing, like, you know, the book, The Game, that pickup book? Yeah, How to Date the Hottest Women in Hollywood. Totally, I would watch that. Okay, there's an idea for you, Pete. (laughs) All right, what's on today's episode, Joe? So today we're talking to Dr. Lucinda about motion sickness. I don't know if you get motion sick, Hannah, but this is going to be an interesting chat. I do. Same. If you can only use one beauty product for the rest of your life, what would it be? We asked our Facebook group and, of course, our products we didn't know we needed. Okay, motion sickness. Now, I have a story to tell you guys. I have this really big aversion to maple syrup mm-hmm. and a lot of people ask me why because it's very common to have mm-hmm. maple syrup on like waffles and pancakes and whatever. And when I was younger, we used to drive to Queensland a lot from Melbourne. So we'd drive to like middle of New South Wales and we'd also drive to Queensland for holidays every single year. And we'd get up super early in the morning and we'd stop at McDonald's, usually in like Bansdale or wherever it is on the way there. And my mum would always get Macca's hotcakes and she would always put the maple syrup on them. And that smell is so pungent that all I can associate with vomiting the entire way to Queensland is the smell of maple syrup. Oh, my word. So it gives me like a gag reflex. Oh, no. I can't forget it. I've never eaten maple syrup, anything that tastes remotely like maple syrup. I was even weird with honey for a Mm. while because it's kind of similar. Oh, my gosh. But anyway, I do get motion sickness. I don't get tar sickness anymore. But as a kid, I got it terribly and I won't go on rides. I won't go on boats. I'm pretty. No way. I'm scared to get it. Like Mm. as an adult, I'm even scared that it might happen again. But Hannah, you get it as well. Yeah, I do. And I got it same as you when I was young, especially Mm. on boats and I do remember like vomiting like on every boat that I went on. Now it's not as bad, but like if there's too much movement. I'd get it on planes as well. But to be honest with you, I always take anti-nausea no matter where I'm going. Like I'll always have motion sickness tablets, but I'm sure we'll talk about that. So I really want to delve into it. Dr. Lucinda, I want to ask you firstly, what actually causes motion sickness? 
So scientists don't fully understand it yet, but there's a main theory involved where essentially the brain is getting mixed messages from different senses in our body as to whether or not you're moving. So for example, when you're sat down in a car as a passenger and say that you're looking down at your phone, your eyes, your joints, your spine all believe that you're not moving. But in your inner ear, something very different is going on because not only is your ear responsible for hearing, but it's also responsible for your sense of balance. Mm. And so there's a whole system of canals and tubules that contain fluid as well as hairs that basically move when your body's moving. So when the car's like accelerating, decelerating, turning, all of that kind of stuff going up and down hill, those hairs and those liquids in your inner ears are moving, even though your body's not. Ah. And then it's that sort of disconnect or that confusion from the signals that's basically telling your brain like, what's going on? Am I moving or am I not moving? There's like a little freak out that goes on for some people, about a third of the population basically that experiences this, which then sort of initiates release of certain hormones and also aggravates mm -hmm. your vomiting center, basically, which is why the people ah. feel nauseated, get all vomity. Remember, Hannah, when we were on our way to Mount Bula and we were both like, oh, we were trying to do work on our laptops and we'll, after oh. like literally 15 minutes, we are like both like, nah, can't sorry. Do that. No, no, can't can do. even, no. <laughs> we're just going to walk away. <laughs> and you know that you get sick as well, which is, yeah, quite amusing, but I can understand the mm. pressure and you're like, we need to get stuff done. Who is more susceptible to motion sickness, like a man or women, or is it like even between them? Or kids. Kids seem to get it a lot more. Yeah, kids actually. <laughs> yeah. There is unfortunately some bias involved with certain types mm -hmm. of people. So women, oh, I know, <laughs> I know, so just like so many things. But women unfortunately are more likely, especially whilst they're pregnant uh -huh. or when they're on their period or if they're taking any hormones at all. And it's that's thought to be hormonal related. And then with kids between the age of two and 12, they're much more susceptible. And if you're more than 50, you're less susceptible. Again, sort of all hormonal related, developmental related as well for like kids. But there's also things like, for example, obviously, if you suffer with any inner ear problems, sinus problems, or migraines, for example, so that's sort of an increased risk. Like they're not entirely sure why, by the way, but there's been so many studies to show the links between the two and the susceptibility. But then also, if you're taking certain types of medications like certain antibiotics, anti-inflammatories, birth control pills. Lastly, if they've got like a genetic kind of link, so say like your parents, one of them has really got like motion sickness and stuff as well, you are at increased risk of developing that too, unfortunately. Okay, interesting. Because I was the only one in my family that used to get motion sick. And I'd sit between my brothers in the back seat and they'd have to sit there while I was just vomiting into a bucket because they couldn't. Aww. Sorry to anyone that has like aversion to throwing up. Like this is not the episode for you. Please skip ahead. <laughs> Do not listen to this in the car. Do, yeah, sorry. <laughs> if you get motion sick listening to this as a distraction, a plane. <laughs> this is not ideal. But they would have to sit there next to me and just deal with it because otherwise we'd have to stop every five minutes. <laughs> Oh, man. So I know that a lot of us tend to feel sick after, even after we've stopped moving, like we've gotten out of the car to stretch our legs, we still feel nauseous. How long should it take to stop, like after you've gotten out of the car or off the plane or whatever it is? 
Well, uh, should is an interesting question. So the average amount of time it normally takes to resolve is within 24 hours. Oh, okay. I was thinking like 15 minutes. All right. No, (laughs) everyone's totally different. Like some people are a couple of hours, sometimes Mm -hmm. a couple of days, or like say, for example, you're on a cruise or, you know, it would last until like the end of the journey, perhaps. The thing is, unfortunately, with some people, it even lasts for like quite some time, maybe after it's like a couple of days after travel. This is quite rare, but it could be as simple as something like feeling really drowsy in comparison to usual or feeling a bit low in your mood or a bit irritable or just sort of like wanting to be left alone kind of thing. (laughs) So if you get motion sickness and it's already kind of too late and it started, is there a way to ease it after it starts? Prevention is the best way of sort of managing motion sickness. But so there are some things if you like, oh my gosh, totally forgot I get motion sick or I thought I was over this by now kind of situations. With medications, unfortunately, they don't tend to work as well if you're already at that point where you're motion sick. And that's purely because when you're nauseated, your gut basically slows down. So your the ability to absorb and digest that medication is going to be massively reduced. The only medication that they sort of have found in research that can be beneficial still, like sure, you can still take, you know, the Travacalm or the Quells and stuff. You can try. If you've ever been in that situation, you're desperate for something to work. But the ginger capsules are the ones that have shown like to be really, really effective if you are in the midst Mm -hmm. of like feeling those symptoms. And you're basically looking for something called rhizomes of Zingabia okay. <laughs> I'm just putting an Italian accent with that last bit. There's so many different products out there, but you want something that's roughly around sort of 1,000 milligrams. Okay. And that often means that you're taking two or three capsules of something, but it'll say it on the information. But I have seen some mixed products where they've got like a ton of other vitamins and stuff involved, but they've only got like 56 milligrams or something of ginger. And that's not the one to be going for them. The reason why the ginger can work is basically because it helps with the gut movement. So it helps things to ah. pass by to stop you from mm-hmm. like vomiting everything that's just sort of sitting in your gut, basically. Okay. Yeah. And it can also help with serotonin release, which is also linked within the vomiting pathways as well. I'm naughty. Like I always have, <laughs> I'm not naughty. I buy, you can buy that like really strong anti-nausea stuff over the counter in Thailand. <laughs> So she's just downing anti-nausea. No, like I always just carry that with me if I'm going to do something because I think that does something to the brain. It's more like the brain connection. Does that help when you're nauseous from migraines as well, Hannah? Yeah, I think it's like everything. I'm just self-medicating clearly. No, I just like always yeah. have those in case like vomiting starts and you're like, it's just like your safety net to help because I swear there's nothing worse than vomiting, <laughs> nothing. Which is the beauty oh, yeah, of yeah. Thailand, isn't it? Mm. Are there any other recommendations or remedies or like old wives' tales that you recommend, Lucinda, for avoiding it? I've always been told to look at the horizon, like when you're on a boat or if you're in a car, sit in the passenger seat or drive and you won't get sick. 
Absolutely. So essentially what we're trying to aim for here is to try and kind of like prevent that sort of miscommunication between like what the eyes are doing versus what the ears are doing, for example, right? So by focusing on the horizon or the direction of travel, you know, your eyes are seeing movement and they're like, yeah, yeah, we're moving. So that's why that helps. Mm -hmm. Trying to sit in front as well is is definitely better. (laughs) Everyone will be like fighting for that front seat, but maybe take it in turns. You definitely want to try to avoid looking at your phone or like reading, doing that work on the laptop and getting fresh air is really important or at least circulation of air, get, you know, whatever okay. thing going on. You just don't want it stagnated. Keeping your head, if like you know, if you're in a really bad situation, so like keeping your head really fixed and still up against like the headrest can be good and then trying to focus. Or if you're able to lie down and close your eyes, that can also be really helpful. Even wearing sunglasses can be good sort of reducing the visual input as well other things like keeping hydrated drinking frequent and often water avoiding the caffeine avoiding the alcohol because that can make things worse and then things like aromatherapy like if you've got I don't know one of those little sticks where it's like got a bit of lavender or mint smells they can also be really good as well do you recommend those little wristbands yes love the wristbands I don't know if you've tried them before p6 bands no I haven't there is evidence some evidence for it I personally use them as well I think they're great and so they're using acupressure points basically Mm -hmm. and so I think they're worth trying and then lastly I guess like if you're a smoker just don't smoke because it's going to make things worse again as well in general yeah and just general (laughs) just in general (laughs) but like you know what can you do it's hard oh one thing I forgot to mention actually as well and this is another good thing to bear in mind just avoid eating like a really big heavy meal before you start a travel and make sure that you're also well rested and you've like slept really well if you're going on this massive trip. Those two things are also really important. Well, I'm really sorry if this segment has made a lot of people feel sick. I know. (laughs) That was not our intention, but hopefully if you do get motion sickness, you're listening to this outside of the car. And then for next time, you know what's going on and maybe you can use a couple of those tricks if you haven't tried them already. I feel like if you do get motion sick, you've probably heard a million wives' tales and you're already doing all of that stuff. But the key for me is no reading, no phone time. Like I just need to look straight ahead. My thing is just put on a podcast and just sit in the front seat and look out straight. If I'm on my phone, I feel sick. Mine's obtaining medication through alternate means. Hannah, I posted in our Facebook group the other day and I said, we want to know if you could only use one beauty product for the rest of your life, what would it be? And I said, I'll do you a favor and remove the logical answer of SPF from the equation so that it was a little bit easier to answer. And I knew everyone's answer would be SPF because our audience would like that. But I removed that out of the equation because I really wanted to see what would people choose if they could only use one beauty product. And so we're going to go through these answers now. The first person to respond actually said, Joe, this is so hard. I'm stuck. (laughs) And I fully agree because I actually cannot answer this myself. I went round in circles in my brain and I was like, what actually would I do? I've got an answer. For yourself? I've thought about this long and hard. Yeah. (laughs) So I actually haven't used the serum enough to actually say like, oh, yeah, that would be the serum. But Dermalist has this thing called an all serum. Oh, yeah. And let me read you the ingredients. This is like, this is me cheating. So basically it's got 15 active ingredients, several peptides, niacinamide, hyaluronic acid, vitamin C, squalane, vitamin E. 
So I'd probably choose some. Oh, but that doesn't. Oh, hold on. No, because that doesn't have what I want in it. <laughs> they have another one. Hold on. Let me just double check. Oh, my God. I've really stuffed this up. I'd be tempted to go down the route of Alpha H Midnight Reboot. That's what I was going to say because yeah. all I want is glycolic acid and I want retinol. So, like, those are the two things. Yes. And it's got peptides in it. It's got hydrators in it. So I'd be tempted to go, but then I, what, what do I do about my B? I love my niacinamide. So I'd probably have to go ASAP Super B. Okay. I've got the answer. Sorry, I was on the wrong serum. So Dermalist have another serum. It's called the Age Defying Multicomplex. So this one's got retinol, peptides, vitamin C, and resveratrol, niacinamide, and hyaluronic acid. Okay. That's yeah, pretty good. Good option. Yeah. That's pretty good. That's got like everything that you could want except the glycolic acid. I'm going to go with that. I haven't used it. So. <laughs> you know what else I'd probably go for? The Dermalogica Smart the Skin smart Response. Serum. Is that what it's called? Smart Response. Smart Response. We should probably know this. Dermalogica. <laughs> We've talked about it enough. Smart Response Serum. That's a really good one too. It's got heaps of peptides. It's got hydrators. It's got lots of nice age management ingredients. Jess said that she would go for the Medicaid Crystal Retinol or the Midnight Reboot, which we definitely agree with. Midnight Reboot, yeah, agree with that. Other one would be, so you know how everyone loves the vitamin C from um, SkinCeuticals? The Silly Marin has both salicylic acid and vitamin C, so that would kind of also True. be a double whammy. I love that we're trying to find ways around it. We're yeah. trying to find loopholes. <laughs> Darian said Lano Lips 101. I've tried so many others and nothing compares. We do love a Lano. But I can't live without a lip balm either. So I'd just be living a miserable life, really. Ashley said K18. So this was beauty. This was everything. Oh. So she can't live without K18. My sister-in-law replied and said the ASAP Gentle Cleanser. That's it. She loves. That's rogue. Yeah, I know. I thought that was a rogue answer. Yeah, loves her cleanser. Grace said either ASAP Super B Complex or a CeraVe or Dermalogica Moisturizer. No, I'm going for a serum. Honestly, if I don't have a serum, like when my barrier is impaired, I just use a moisturizer and it just doesn't give the oomph that I need. Agree, agree. Louise said tretinoin. Oh. RIP to Louise's barrier yeah, because okay. uh, if you're using no other skincare, your face is going to come off. Oh, but if you did a couple of times a week, it'd be okay. <laughs> I actually, from my experience with prescription retinol, <laughs> it is like a creamy texture. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised you didn't say this one. Yasmin said Alpha H Beauty Sleep Power Pill. Yeah, because I talk about it too much. Okay. I'm just yeah, like, you're oh, trying to wean yourself oh, off. I've got to stop talking about it. Yeah. <laughs> Jess said Avenz Cold Cream Lip Balm, 100%, no comparison. There's no other product I've tried that works the way this one does. Okay. That's an amazing review. Wow. I feel like I need to try that lip balm. A Ven Cold Cream Lip Balm. Kate said, this gives me anxiety and that's all. Okay. <laughs> Letitia said the CeraVe Foaming Oil Cleanser. She can't stand her face feeling dirty. Okay. Which that's fair. I definitely agree with. I think I'd struggle with the no cleansing. I'd be fine. You'd be fine? Okay. Do you know why? Because I feel like in my head it's like, okay, wash it with water and then if you're adding like highly active serum, I feel like it like penetrates the skin mm -hmm. and gets, you know, like and then you could get like a washcloth and like get all that dead skin off. You've really thought this through. Like Kim Kardashian, how she like really goes hardcore with the face washer. We've got another one for Lano Lips. Mm, interesting. Sylvia said the Eco Tan Glory Oil. The Eco by Sonia, Glory Oil. That's for someone that always needs to have a tan. Yeah. 
The one that Martha Loves. raves yep. about. Yep. Amy said benefit their real mascara, otherwise my lashes would be invisible. So she's gone for a makeup. That's the first makeup product in here. Ashley said Sikaplast B5 Barb. Oh, okay. I would have to agree with that one. I do like me some Sikaplast. Alicia said I'm so obsessed with UV Supreme Screen that I literally have three backup tubes. So she's gone for an SPF option, even though I removed that. She's decided to go with that. She doesn't play by the rules. No, she doesn't. Rachel said the Viviology Cleanser. She said otherwise everything else would be useless anyway, Mm -hmm. which is a very, very valid point from Rachel there. Kat said the Aspect Probiotic Mask. Mm. Aspect Probiotic Mask every day. I definitely could get by with that, I think. Yeah, now that I'm oilier, I think I'd just get breakouts. Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. Kimberly said a toss-up between the Kate Somerville goat milk cleanser, never used that, ASAP vitamin A serum or Lancôme Genifique. She can't decide though. So you had to choose one. So your whole skincare routine. (laughs) (laughs) Got another taker for ASAP Super B. Ollie said event thermal spring water. I've literally used it for years, won't go anywhere without it. It's truly my emotional support water can, which I love, but, babe, it's water. It's water. Oh, my God, I can't believe that I love that person. That was the best. Literally chose water as the only skincare product that they can for the rest of their lives. Water. I love that one. So funny. And then to finish this off, Lucy said, this cannot be answered without my brain exploding with panic. And I fully agree. I was stressed writing it and I knew that it was going to put people into a spin and I still did it because it's really good for us to know what people would choose. And I love that most people chose skincare instead of makeup or hair care. I feel like if you were listening to a podcast by a different retailer, you'd get a lot of people choosing makeup. But yeah. I'm really proud of our audience. Very. Putting their skin first. I'm surprised no one did. Like I definitely was like you'd have to choose a serum with like multiple ingredients that include retinol. Yeah. That was in my head. A lot of people did say that. They didn't pick a product, but they would say like retinol. a moisturizer with ceramides yes. and vitamin B, blah, 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 or a serum with this, 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 and this. So nice yeah, I think- the moral of the story is we would all go for something that is multi-purpose. And there was that one person that chose water. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hannah, I feel like you've got another Christmas product for us today. I do. I'm not even asking you to do this, but you just continue on a push Christmas. By the way, I think our advent calendar is still available. If anyone's wanting a really good advent calendar, our advent calendar at Adore is amazing. Full size, like Alpha oh, H liquid gold, what? full size Olaplex number seven. Wow. Like, yeah, it's really good. All right. So I went on to Trudon to see if this was out yet. And I sorted yeah. the products from highest to lowest price. Okay. Yes. Because <laughs> I know, I know this candle is one of the highest price items. How much is it? But hear me out. There are two three kilogram candles by Trudon and it's always, they always come out during Christmas time. They do also have a cheaper version, which is 800 grams. But I personally, I have a three, you have a three kilo. We love a three kilo. I actually don't know where that is because I've moved house since then. I reckon that might still be in storage at my parents' house. You got to go get it because I am still burning it and I do burn it like quite regularly two years later. So I got the candle two years ago. It is the Mm. Trudon three kilo candle. There's two. There's one that's $8.79, but there's one that's only $7.99. Only. You're obviously like, okay, so I sort of did the math though. So if you have a look at a regular candle from Sears Trudon, which is like, it's a bougie candle brand, but oh my God, 
There's nothing like it. Yeah. So a regular candle is $140 and that's 270 grams. So let's do let's do the math. 140 divided by 270. That is 50 cents a gram. So there's 3,000 grams in three kilos. Yeah. Okay. So then I'm going to times that yeah. by 3,000. That is $1,555. So it's like a half price. Oh, that's a good way of looking at it. So if you bought like a 270 gram candle, yeah. it's $140 from Citrudom, but the three kilo is only 800. So in that respect, because it lasts so yeah. long, like I've had mine for two years and every time, even my boyfriend, when I did it, I lit it the other day, he was like, oh my God, what is that candle? Yeah. The smell is just so intoxicating because it's really big. Yeah. I remember Micah, one of my friends who used to work at a door, I would go to her house and she wouldn't even have it lit yeah. and I could smell. It's very strong. This is like the gift to get someone. If you're like who has everything, bougie as and this is your jam and yeah. you know this person loves candles, this is the thing to get them. And you just have a spare. They're the kind of person that you would spend $800 on. This candle is only going to be for a certain group of people. We got it as a gift. We did. You and I. So we can't say that we've paid for this. And I probably wouldn't. Like I'm not that crazy. But if I was in a position to spend $800 on a candle, that's what I would get. If I had a spare $800, I might. Let me just give you the other spiel. So not only does it last, I've had it for two years and it's only like I've got a third of the candle left. Micah uses hers because she's finished hers. She uses it as an ice bucket. I saw that. Yeah. yeah. So she like <laughs> uses it as like a champagne bucket once yeah. you finish the candle. It's a stunning glass. Like the vessel's amazing. It's beautiful. Oh my God, the vessel is amazing. So you can use it. I mean, look, how much does a ice bucket cost? Probably not. Not $800. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you do get, you. I reckon I'm going to get three years out of that candle. It's still going strong. I would say this is something if you've got everything and you're like, you could hint this to your partner as yeah. like a gift from your partner. For Christmas, if they spend that much, I don't know what people spend on their partners. Well, yeah, it's tough economic times out there. Well, I guess if you've got eight hundred dollars to spend on a candle, be our guest. But like, it's only like two hundred and fifty dollars a year. Yeah, <laughs> 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 just really trying to justify this one. Oh, by the way, there's an eight hundred gram that's four ninety nine. Okay. So, yeah. Anyway, Trudon is one of the most expensive candle brands that we have. It is. And it's the oldest candle brand in the world, I believe. Yeah, it's a beautiful brand. I'm obsessed. It's the most prestigious candle brand. So, yeah, if you've got a candle snob in your life, definitely go for that brand. Candle snob, yeah, 100%. What's yours, Joe? Mine today has to be another Dior product. I'm making my way through my samples and it just never misses. Like, like every product I've tried, I'm like, oh, this is great. So today's one for me is the Dior Backstage Glow Face Palette. Everyone would have seen this on Instagram or TikTok at some stage. It's the four pan palette that's got the like highlighting shades and it's got a blush and a bronzer shade, but they're all luminous. They've all got a bit of shimmer to them. I love to use these as eyeshadows, but also as like blush toppers and bronzer toppers. So I'll still use my regular products underneath. So I'll use like my cream bronzer, I'll use my cream blush, and then I'll sometimes even put the rouge blush from Dior underneath. 
and then put this on top because it's got that really beautiful shimmer, but it doesn't have as much pigment as the rouge blush. So this is just a stunning palette. You could swish it all together and put it over your cheeks if you wanted to. You could use individual shades as shadows. When I was at work the other day, I mixed the champagne shade with the blush shade. Two separate people asked me what eyeshadow I was wearing and I was like, it's the Dior face palette. So it is very versatile. If you're going traveling, this would be a great one to have. It's 82 bucks. I wouldn't say that's the most expensive palette I even own. I think I own more expensive face palettes than that. So I don't think it's completely unreasonable in terms of price, but it's obviously that more premium and luxury price point versus some other products that we talk about. But yeah, I love the shade range. It comes in four shades, I believe. There's Universal, which is the one I have. And then there's Pure Gold, Rose Gold and Glitz. Mm -hmm. So I believe there's one that's like more pinky shades, more goldy shades, and then I don't know what glitz is. I think that might have a matte shade in it. But, yeah, that is my product I didn't know I needed today. Very nice. So if you're not already in the Facebook group, you might want to join because there's a lot of really good recommendations in there. Mm -hmm. If you're ever looking for something, you're like, oh, I'm browsing a door. I don't really know what to buy. I want a mascara, but I don't really know which one to get. Just go to the Facebook group. There's always going to be someone in there that's made a recommendation. So Christy posted in there the other day that she was searching for the ultimate mascara. And I just love how everyone in our Facebook group just comes to her with their recommendations. Mm. Like you don't you don't have to twist anyone's arm. They're there. They're ready with their recommendations. So uh, I'm going to share a few of the mascara recommendations. So she said, every mascara I use, I seem to rub it and by the end of the day, I end up looking like I've been punched in both eyes. <laughs> Give me your best suggestions, please. So you obviously said Estee Lauder Sumptuous Rebel. Uh, you said that does not move. Doesn't move. It actually doesn't even move when you're trying to get it off. Yeah. Like it's just, <laughs> it will not move. Uh, that's a good one. A lot of people saying the Emco Beauty one, which I've never tried. You've tried that. We don't sell that, but I've heard that's really good. So that's another tubing mascara that you can get supermarket. Yeah, Woolworths maybe. Benefit Bad Gal Bang. That's one that I absolutely love as well. Fully recommend that one. I was actually looking at our website. That's like our best-selling mascara. Yeah, it's great. Lydia said the L'Oreal Telescopic and the Maybelline Lash Sensational Sky High, which are two that I absolutely love as well. I have them right behind me on my makeup table at the moment. Really good affordable options. Another Maybelline Lash Sensational. A couple of people saying Too Faced and Kevin Aquan. I've tried the Kevin Aquan one, sorry, but I thought that was shit. Everyone was raving about it for a period of time and I was like, what is this? And the Blink one, I've also tried. Yes, I wanted to buy that and try it. We can go and get Blink on a door. I've heard really good things about that. So they were some of the recommendations that came through. I would also follow that up with, again, second, the Telescopic and Sky High, both really great formulas. The Dior one's also nice if you're going to spend that much. Yeah, I would say if you're struggling with it rubbing everywhere, firstly, like try not to rub your eyes when you've got eye makeup on, but definitely go for a tubing mascara, I would say. I haven't looked back since going tubing. If you're a toucher, a sweater, an oily girl. Oily gal. Get yourself a tubing mascara. Do everyone a favour. And I always thought that tubing mascaras were like insane. Like you can only get that one at Mecca and it was like insanely expensive. And I was like, oh, there's no other tubing mascaras, but like Maybelline have one. Like there is definitely affordable options. Well, that's us for today. That's it. See you next week. week. Thanks everyone for joining us today. 
Don't forget to subscribe and tell your friends. It helps other people to discover us. And also, we really want to know what you thought about this podcast. So if you can leave us a review, that would be much appreciated. <laughs>